When it comes to refrigeration, convenience is at the very heart of a Danday refrigeration. A perfect choice for convenience retailers, a Danday's patented modular units deliver so many efficiencies, it's no wonder multi-site brands such as Get-Go and Sheets are installing these temperature-stable, hold-the-cold fridges across their U.S. food courts. To find out how a Danday can help you deliver great-tasting product for your customers, save you energy and space, and improve operational efficiencies, go to adanday.co.uk or adanday.com. Professionals in the know, choose Adanday. You're listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast, brought to you by Global Convenience Store Focus. Shop Talk Live is a unique video and podcast series featuring senior retail executives in the global convenience, fuels, and mobility retail industry, hosted by Dan Munford and Carolyn Schneer. On this episode, we're going to journey to Switzerland to learn about Migralino, a convenience company who has been constantly reinventing itself for nearly 15 years. Dan Munford is joined by guest host Christian Warning of the Retail Marketeers based in Germany to hear about Migralino's offer and growth progress and strategy. In the original Shop Talk Live video, you will see amazing photos of the Migralino stores you're about to hear about, so I encourage you to watch that video after this episode. You can find episode number 48 at globalconvenienceStorefocus.co.uk. Well, we live in interesting times, and why is the Swiss market so innovative. We'll be talking about that today, but let me welcome my co-host, Christian Warning. Let me just introduce you. You're, 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 you're owner of the Retail Marketeers. You're also NAC's relationship partner for, for, for German-speaking markets in Europe. Um, you are the world expert on, on, on your topic, and I don't know what we do without you. So it's, um, I think, really important to focus in on one of the biggest, well, most important parts of the European convenience business. Yeah, thank you, Dan. I, I think, I mean, we both have seen a lot around the world during your famous market focus tours together. And of course, um, um, all the other projects that we, we, we have been gone through. So um, we've got um, uh, Mick Rolino, Sebastian Becker, who's a member of the management board at Mick Rolino. Welcome to the program. Yeah. Thank you, Dan, for having us. Thank you. Let Christian say a few words about Sebastian, because, you know, <laughs> I know I know you, Sebastian, but Christian knows you even better than me. Uh, no, it's it's always nice. I mean, uh, the one thing is meeting each other on site, learning from each other in Switzerland. But having having a beer together in in one of the next events, like the next show somewhere, talking and standing also in front of other retailers and debating and discussing, you immediately know who you are talking with. And and Sebastian knows his business very well. And, and what we do will see here, and that, that's a massive power for a convenience retailer to being vertically integrated, being part of, of, of the micros, uh, micro micros, uh, family. Yeah, a, a, another huge business. Um, now, I, the other thing I say, Sebastian, is that you, you, you made a massive presentation um, representing the work that you, the team at Migralino, uh, led, led by Marcus Leitzinger, have done over many years to get to the point that you're at, which went down extremely well at the NAX uh, Convenience Summit Europe event in Berlin. And um, but um, and what we wanted to do is invite you on Shop Talk Live just to give that a bigger global audience um, because uh, you know we think you're doing some very exciting things. So maybe we could ask you to take us through some of the the latest uh, stuff that uh, that Migralino are working on. Yes. Um, so thanks for. Um... Be given the opportunity. Uh, it's always great to 
to present our um, convenience approach um, and always to be said on behalf of the Migulino crew. So um, we have everybody on board working really, really hard on a daily basis to actually grow beyond one limits. So um, I think it was well outlined from uh, Daniel that um, we see mega trends that are sustainable, that, that stay, but we see others that may pop up as to be important, but then start to diminish as time passes. So um, we need to be really flexible nowadays. And as we go further into the presentation, maybe it makes sense to um, mention that we are part of the Migro uh, cooperative in Switzerland. Migro is the biggest um, retailer we have in the Swiss market with almost uh, 30 billion in sales. And you, you could say Migrolino is um, the, Migro, the convenience house of the Migro cooperative, um, serving small formats with a concept. That's uh, what we do under our Migrolino brand. And uh, we have um, in the past seven years also engaged with um, um, a uh, second um, business unit, which we call wholesale, where we also enable um, provision of wholesale to customers that are not uh, under the Migrolino brand yet. So uh, we see ourselves as a fully, fully vertically integrated business model that's really important to us and um, as a full service provider to our partners and uh, customers. If we touch it a bit more in detail, uh, we see under our franchising roof um, nowadays three different formats that we operate. So one is our Migrolino. Um, the core surely is Migrolino. Um, we uh, are very fortunate to run all those um, concepts with the top energy providers um, in um, Switzerland. So uh, we, we managed to have partnerships with uh, Shell, Soccer, uh, Piccadilly in the southern part um, and now just um, brought new to the market is our goods concept. Um, gonna touch uh, on that later with more detail. And on the right hand side you see the um, our wholesale department where we deliver um, a full service uh, and a full convenience assortment to, uh, to um, independent concepts or partners who are running their own concepts, so to say. And as we go, maybe what is also important to say, if we, if we look at the other chart is, we do it with one procurement, one supply chain, and um, maybe that's also important with one accounting. So these are highly synergies that we um, uh, try to uh, realize. There, we just uh, wanted to show how we um, outlined our growth path. Um, in the beginning, we founded Migrolino around 2009, uh, when we went out of the joint venture with the um, domestic railway um, service provider and Valora at the time. So um, we founded the first Migrolino store in 2009 with the first partnership that we had with Shell. And... Um, we then moved on with um, the um, quite a big expansion. So we had around another 150 stores that we are fortunate to do with the Migro. This is our um, fuel brand that we have under our Migro cooperative. And then moved on with a partnership with Soccer and Piccadilly. Um, and a, a key point uh, in our growth path was the um, implementation of a fully 
automatic warehouse system. Um, um, I'm going to outline later why that is a key to, to, to our um, value proposition. And in around 2017, we uh, started to, what Daniel uh, Rightful said, uh, to, to increase the customer experience at our point of sales and to distinguish sites from each other. So to be honest, until then, we, 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 we looked at a small shop with a forecourt as a box to potentially sell food and um, were as brave as to present also fresh food. What we observed then is um, that uh, the buying mission by the customers, they differ from site, from location, based on the environment they're in. So we started to, to implement our Go Future concept where we really uh, stretched on different store clusters. And uh, under the store clusters, we implemented uh, mod the modularization of the assortment in order to really um, come up with the best offer per site. And um, after the automatization of our main logistics center, um, where we delivered all the shops from, so we don't have additional hubs, we do everything under one uh, warehouse. We also um, uh, added it um, a frozen warehouse um, and uh, as well as the ultra fresh platform. That was kind of a game changer for us as well because it enabled uh, um, different assortments, new products that um, before that weren't able to, to be uh, serviced to the partners um, efficiently. We uh, had some digitalization. We also engaged in um, um, unmanned uh, shop formats, which we're going to touch later. And now um, in 2020, 21, we came up with our new concept goods with a slightly disconnected approach to Migro, our current formats that are well known in Switzerland. So at the moment we, we, we are running our concept sales with a bit more than 1 billion in sales, which uh, surely is a reasonable size in the Swiss market. Uh, we have a um, headcount of uh, almost 190 people that work for the concepts uh, on uh, every day. And um, we deliver to 390 almost franchise sites and almost 300 partners that we have on the wholesale. As I said, we use one supply chain for both to, to really um, realize synergies in order to propose the best uh, possible value proposition also in the supply chain model. The, the growth path of Migrolino as a concept was really, really strong. So um, driven by the fact that we engage partnerships with the main uh, fuel providers in Switzerland, the biggest brands, and that increased the growth path so much. But sites and spots that were, that were not that interesting years ago may become very interesting in the future um, because people uh, may not move every day to their work environment anymore and may stay at their place. And so the rural areas also become more um, upmarket. And I think it's uh, good that we now can touch our core core concept with the uh, Migrolino. So um, that is key uh, at the time to, to really come up with a customer experience that is different from uh, competitors. And what we do under the Migrolino is we incorporate Migro own brands that are um, perfectly known for the Swiss consumer. We implemented own brands with Migrolino. 
um, especially in the key categories. And obviously we also offer the commercial brands uh, where we say that the customer need uh, is given to, in, in order to, to provide those brands to have the customer retention as well. We also go as far to also engage brands that have that have their their, their awareness um, that really uh, we piloted that obviously uh, before that as well and we saw that one thing is to have a really good coffee bean and to have great quality in the product itself that you that, that you serve to your customer but another thing is the brand recognition and starbucks is just really really strong in in that sector so we were really fortunate to have an exclusive ride with starbucks at gas stations in switzerland and you also see bread that we bake off freshly every morning in our shops. Um, I think Roger touched on that as well. So the, the bakery part uh, in Switzerland uh, is, is really important as a key category, um, especially in the morning. And um, you see in this store a small module of our ready to eat uh, um, module where we really concentrate uh, on the sandwiches, but also on the healthy part. Just, just a quick question from me, Sebastian. Switzerland's slightly different in the, in, in the inflation hasn't been so high in Switzerland. Um, do, do you still see a lot of the trends as being very similar in, in the Swiss market? Yes, absolutely. So I would say in terms of consumption, um, I could have ticked all his, um, his uh, findings that he presented when it comes to sustainability, uh, fresh food, um, high quality food, even at the environment with a forecourt. So I think we always need to remember that 10 years back, um, that was hard to imagine. And nowadays in, in the more sophisticated markets, that's almost given. Um, and I think that's why Germany is so much um, um, a topic everywhere, because the market over there is not yet uh, sophisticated and developed to offer great uh, um, food and in, in small boxes. So. In terms of that, absolutely. I think the inflation that we have in Switzerland, that's totally correct. We observe the same. It's, it's the lowest we see in Europe. And another point that really uh, is uh, fortunate for us as a Swiss retailer is the fact that we have a high disposable income. So we have uh, um, consumers that are happy to do their shopping. Um, but let me mention that our pricing is um, really, really um sharp so we try to um, be rather closer to a retailer price perception than to the regular price perception that you may expect in a convenience store so um, that is uh, that is one of our main uh, strategic pillars to 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 offer our products at very fair prices to um, and maybe that's one of the reasons why we engage in more than 100 million customer contacts per year with our only with our concept formats. And that, that gives the power of private label also. Uh, yeah. that, that's no other retailer so strong like you and, and comparable to, to many, many other countries, some starting very successful, but you have everything which is, uh, it gives you a high margin, vertically integrated. You, you can even produce the sandwiches and then deliver uh, in, in the morning with your fresh logistics and on the private label, and then you add on the uh, the 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 beloved brands, uh, the FMCG brands, the customer also wants, yeah? and that gives you flexibility, isn't it? Absolutely, 
Um, and in the beginning, that's what I mentioned, 2017, when we uh, started to engage with customer buying missions and the underlying modularization of the assortment. Nowadays, um, if you take that a bit further, the, the key is maybe the management of immediate and later consumption in the offer of the store and that per site. So that may differ. I, I, found the, I, I find the example really uh, um, on target. The same customer may have a different shopping behavior on, on different sites. And then we also understand ourselves still as retailers. So we still have a household offer that we, that we uh, um, uh, engage with. So um, it is really important for us to also, um, Roger mentioned that on Sundays where our retailers or the bigger retail formats um, are closed to be able to offer this um, really, really narrow shopping uh, experience and, and, and to fulfill those needs. The meals that we offer, and we, in the very beginning, we also, we already started with the drinks and the salads and, 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 and the really, really already known uh, um, food menus available at the time. So what we now try to do is to stretch into the hot food service that you see in the picture right now. So. Uh, with the different uh, um, processes and different uh, um, expectations uh, when it comes to um, point of excellence. So the excellence at the point of sale is really, really important. And Christian mentioned that we, we produce on site at different sites where um, it, it is needed because the supply chain solution may not come up with the, with the um, amount or the fluctuation in, 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 in sales are, are quite different from day to day. So, uh, and here you see a kind of a fusion concept where we have our um, Migrolino convenience offer, food convenience offer, but take it, took it a step forward, uh, a step further to also um, offer hot meals and hot food. Um, and that is, as you can imagine, in the middle of Zurich. So uh, I'm really surrounded by offices and residential area. So um, this is an offer you wouldn't play everywhere. And one example I always give when it comes to um, increasing the, the basket that we sell to customers, um, the thing of healthiness and sustainability is, is all around. And in all the surveys we, we, we foster and sponsor, we see that the customer have a, a more and more uh, weight on those uh, um, topics. But then if we come up with deals, um, it's always the Corso with the Red Bull that is outperforming uh, a deal with the Corso and uh, orange juice. So it is a stretch for us. We know what the customer wants to feel like when he enters the store. We know what the customer wants to look at when he looks at the shelf. But then there is a minor gap to what he then actually buys for himself. So, but you have to, you have to ensure that the world that he expects is, 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 is presented when he enters the, the, the shop. So this in terms of further developments in our Migrolino. So the Swiss market is, is, I would call it almost a red ocean situation that we have. It, it's a fierce competition. And uh, we, we see that further expansion rather happens in smaller formats. So we had to be prepared to, to, to keep up with that uh, momentum. And that's why we implemented Mio as a sub-format, as a small format from our Migrolino. And um, you see here an impression 
um, how the shop feels like. This is a, a shop we, we, we managed to do with Shell together. Shell took uh, next to Miguelino now also the Mio for the smaller formats. They were running under the Select brand until now. And we just incorporate the, all the knowledge we have from Miguelino, the, 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 the core needed articles, um, the, the key value items that we must offer also on small formats to, to our daily consumers. And yeah. it is really good to also bring, a, uh, how to say, um, a new customer experience, even in smaller shops, it, it does make a difference. This is what, especially the Swiss consumer who is much more sophisticated when it comes to convenience shopping expects from us in the future. And now the absolute opposite to what you have seen with our Migrolino concept. We were a bit under pressure because, uh, as I said, uh, we, we, we managed to have a great uh, um, expansion with our Migrolino concept. And as you can imagine, um, it's something that, that also finds uh, um, stagnation in growth at a certain stage because it's well known and maybe the 300x uh, Migrolino is um, uh, is not winning the race anymore. So we knew that we need to come up some, with something new um, to present a new concept. And um, you see here the, the, the goods concept where we disconnected from the CI, CD that we have from Migro. Um, we, we went more into the commercial brands, but foremost, this concept should actually serve customers who have a really healthy lifestyle, who, who um, want to feel at home, who want to feel welcome. And uh, we, after some uh, um, testing in the beginning, we now can say that, that we managed to to yeah, to bring this um, offer. It's a, it's a perfect example, Dan, from getting away from the sea of sameness, isn't it? I mean, this is how retailers uh, carefully listen to the market, analyze their, their market, analyze their stores, their numbers, and say, hey, we need something new. And then the customer experience here is a totally different uh, than in the, in the current stores. But bringing the best in, yeah, making something new, and, and make more money out of it, isn't and it? And there's been a lot of interest. I mean, a lot of excitement and interest in goods, that's for sure. Yeah, that was maybe um, the driver also in, in Berlin. And here we incorporated mega trends such, such as uh, sustainability, connectivity, with the digitalization around it, health, and the new work. We just saw the room that we uh, um, offered to our customers to take a seat, to do a meeting, um, to, to, to recharge a battery, to, to be connected to the internet. So we don't do retail uh, uh, in this room. We just give the place to, to, to calm down or to, to uh, yeah, be mobile as we know currently. Uh, that's the mega trend that we see also for, for how to work. Me, even in the back, those chairs are very comfy then. I was there sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the target groups that we have for goods are um, regular customers and then the walking customers, but we really engage in the trends and we incorporate digitalization with the electronic shave labels that we do and also with the app that we have, contactless shopping and so on. And here we see our um, automated unmanned format. Um, that one is at the Tesla supercharger station uh, with almost 16 charges. And for us, that's just um, gaining experience. 
to getting a grip, to feed the consumer uh, who, who, who is coming up with an electric car that has to be charged 10 minutes, 20 minutes. How do they behave? How is their shopping mission unfolding? And this one is at the supercharger hub. And uh, if we move on, we see um, that uh, another pilot we did in, in, in a residential area. Um, we have 350 SKUs currently in this box. Um, technically wise, we could uh, take out, we could include 800 SKUs, but um, the current shopping missions that we observe, uh, uh, we found out that um, we, we perfectly fulfill the needs with, with the assortment that is now in the box. And this again, is a, this is hugely interesting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it gives us new insights, um, mm. shopping mission that wasn't known before. So, um, and the app is actually serving um, almost only to the to the younger generations. Um, so we offer both. Um, you you could just walk into the box and do your offer uh, or your ordering. Uh, I think we know that from fast food chains how that works. But we also offer it via app, so you could do your shopping prior approach to approaching the box, which will give you a QR code, and the QR code will uh, enable very fast shopping. And I think, as I mentioned a few times uh, um, in the presentation, the supply chain model is key. Um, you still have the customer and you still have, you need to have the usability. And um, maybe that's a downside from that concept versus a walking concept. But we are looking at around one hour's men hour per day to have this running. Uh, that is including uh, goods receiving. So I think this is really close to really being unmanned. Um, but you need to have customers who are at least walking around with a smartphone or have once in their life seen a display ordering uh, before. So, But if you have that experience, this will serve you um, perfectly. And I think it's also really easy to, to use once uh, you read what's on the screen. It's a three-way shopping a three-step shopping experience, so that's quite efficient. And I guess these things take a while to develop, don't they, and just in terms of the consumer understanding what they can do uh, and what's available, because it, you can't walk in and see it. But, you know, over a few trips, you you realize, you know, the extent of the of the range and, and, and you know, what to, what's possible. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting, let's be honest. It's like an online shop. You have the pictures. It's like an online shop yes. um, that you click through. And, and the, the, the stock is given out in less than a minute. So um, here I just wanted to, to outline strategic directions that we're looking at. So um, first and foremost is the food venience and, and, and the food trends that are um, gaining and uh, the, 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 the trends are uh, getting more and more diverse. Uh, healthy and sustainability are the keywords here. We have our expansion, um, our network expansion that, that we pursue um with rather small smaller formats but also new spots that evolve um we have our digitalization with all the uh, projects around it um it's almost hard to count all the projects that were that are running in our business um but maybe to summarize the the effort that we put in the main task is to easify shopping it's not to overload potential digital offers. It's just to really focus on what makes it easier for our customer and how 
does it help us streamline and easify uh, our processes that we have as a retailer? Well, did, did, if you got a trademark on the on that word, uh, easyfy, because I I I I I've been looking for a word that sums this up, and I think that's absolutely it. To be honest, you're right. You know, it's that's what's required, and that's what every retailer is struggling to 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 provide their customers with. And um, yeah, so the small format we touched it, the automated uh, or unmanned format, uh, we looked at it, and. Um, to sum it together, I think if you look at the different format types that we pursue in future, if you look at the, at the different uh, um, expectation levels from consumers, I'm coming back to the point that I would say the um, uh, state-of-the-art supply chain model uh, is key to really serve the wide, wide variety of offers that are coming up and um, the different formats that receive the 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 orders and um i think that should be uh, something that everybody should engage in the future well um i think you've shown us you've shown us a bit of the future today sebastian look uh we'd love to have more time for questions but uh but uh you know we've had a i think a really good insight into into what you're doing and very pleased that you're able to, to come and share it with us today so thanks for joining us Thank you for listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. This episode was produced by Dan Munford and Nick Scherzer with support from Jenna Ferguson and Lorraine Evans. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Carolyn Schneer, and music was provided by Wolfgang Worley. Tune in every other week for new episodes, and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and learn more at globalconvenienceStorefocus.co.uk.